Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Royal Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 12th, 2023. This service was recorded on the February 5th, the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. Sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Brandy Neeter. Thank you to Judy Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this fifth Sunday after Epiphany. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 211 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin and receive your forgiveness and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, there, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our service continues on page 213 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. For the canticle of praise.
hearts. Let us share together in the prayer of the days you find it printed in your bulletin insert. Lord God, with endless mercy, you receive the prayers of all who call upon you. By your Spirit, show us the things we ought to do and give us the grace and the power to do them through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 58, verses 1 through 9a, 9b through 12, with the following preface. Shortly after the return of Israel from exile in Babylon, the people were troubled by the ineffectiveness of their fasts. God reminds them that the outward observance is no substitute for genuine fasting that results in acts of justice such as feeling the hungry, sheltering the homeless, and clothing the naked. The reading. Shout out. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the throngs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. Your cry, you cry, excuse me, you shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong and you shall be like a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundation of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. Thanks be to God. Please read Psalm 112 responsively. Hallelujah! 
Happy are they who fear the Lord and have great delight in God's commandments. Wealth and riches will be in their house, and their righteousness will last forever. It is good for them to be generous in lending and to manage their affairs with justice. They will not be afraid of any evil rumors. Their heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. They have given freely to the poor, and their righteousness stands fast forever. They will hold up their head with honor. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 and 13 through 16, with the following preface. Though people such as the Corinthians are enamored with human philosophy and wisdom, Paul continuously presents God's hidden wisdom, which is Jesus Christ crucified. True spiritual maturity involves judging ourselves and others in light of God's revelation in the cross. The reading. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Yet among the mature we do speak wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to perish. But we speak God's wisdom, secret and hidden, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the human heart conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For what human being knows what is truly human except the human spirit that is within? So also no one comprehends what is truly God's except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, so that we may understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we speak of these things in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual things to those who are spiritual. Those who are unspiritual do not receive the gifts of God's spirit, for they are foolishness to them and they are unable to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. 
Those who are spiritual discern all things, and they are themselves subject to no one else's scrutiny. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of the Lord. Our service continues with the gospel acclamation. You'll find this on page 216. I invite the congregation to please rise. according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus has been on the Sermon of the Mount, and so he was sharing with us the last time that we gathered together the Beatitudes. This morning, he continues with his sermon. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how is its saltiness be restored? Is it no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot? You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and, gives, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do you not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets? I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth has passed away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them to all be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As we shared last week, and I truly believe this, that when we walk into the presence of those who are the least, the last, and the lost, there you will experience the kingdom of heaven among us. For Jesus had shared with the multitudes along the shore, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, blessed those who mourn, and blessed those who seek righteousness or are hungry and thirst for it. For there we will find the kingdom of heaven. We're in this season of epiphany, the, these aha moments, and we have another one as we continue with Jesus' sermon, talking about being salt. What good is it if you've lost your saltiness? We are, dear friends, dear church, the salt of the earth. We give a wonderful flavor of the gospel in our lives and among others that we bring the good news. We are also the light. 
And this is the second thing that I truly believe when talking about the kingdom of heaven. And I did this when I went to the nursing home this past week. I had the wonderful opportunity to bring communion and preach among our residents at the Monticello uh, Nursing Home and also at uh, uh, Pennington Square. And I asked them to do this, and it was just out of random, nowhere. And so I invite you this morning to go ahead and take one of your hands, and I want you to place it on your chest, over your heart. And so I had them do this exercise. And I want you to tap that chest just a little bit. And I want you to know that the kingdom of heaven is there too. The kingdom of heaven is in there. Not light years away, but within you. For you have been created in the wonderful and the beautiful image of God. And the kingdom of heaven is there. The kingdom of heaven is there. So today we're addressing this gospel has nothing to do with merit. Absolutely nothing. But rather, it has to do with relationship. God's righteousness is given to us in a relationship. God has chosen you from the beginning. And he knew you as you were being knitted together in your mother's womb. And what is it that God then requires of us? Why is Jesus teaching about saltiness and being the light in the world to bring forth good works and give glory to your Father in heaven? We're to imitate Christ, who shows us the way to eternal life. You remember, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. Now, did Jesus need to be baptized? No, he was without sin. There was no reason for Jesus to be baptized. But he came and he knew that he was going to the cross to die for us. And so Jesus shows us the way. We have this beautiful stained glass in our sanctuary. You can't see it real well because there's a pillar in front of it. Well, sort of. And we have Jesus who's at the, the River Jordan. And if I could take you to the Holy Land, and if I could even take you back some 2,000 years, you would see that the Jordan was just as muddy then as it is today. And we see this beautiful crystal clear water. And it wasn't the water, but it was the water and the Word. And Jesus didn't allow John to get out of it. I mean, this epiphany season began with Jesus' baptism. One of my most favorite Sundays of the year. And as he rose up out of the water, there was like a dove that descended from heaven and it rested upon him. It didn't disappear. It rested upon him. And there was a loud voice, a divine voice that came from above. This is my dear son, whom my beloved son whom I take great delight, listen to him. And so we too share in this wonderful gift of baptism. And if you haven't been baptized, come and see me. It's never too late. I was five years old when I was baptized with my sister. I remember it. What a precious gift that was. And so Jesus is sharing with us the epiphany of God amongst us. Emmanuel, God with us. And he goes away for 40 days. We don't hear of him after that and gets ready for 
sharing the epiphany of who God is with us. And then all of a sudden he hears that John the Baptist is arrested. He knows what's going to happen to John. And he immediately goes north. You hear me tell you about this. And time is of the essence. And Jesus goes north and he claims his home in Peter's house. And he begins to heal. And he begins to bless. And he gathers together. And we hear about the kingdom of heaven. Last week, we had a wonderful opportunity to experience the kingdom of heaven among us. I had shared with you, I'd worked for a number of years, almost 20, I believe, for the Evangelical Lutheran Good Samaritan Society. And our mission was to share God's love and word and deed, believing that in Christ's love, everyone is someone. And I was looking through the paper that week, and here, keep wishing, showed up and one of our parishioners and family. And I thought about sleep in heavenly peace. And many of you have participated in that. That no child should have to sleep on the floor, that they can all have their own bed. And I believe there was another picture in the paper that they had just celebrated their charter, I want to say five years, but I'm probably wrong. Three years? Five years. Three years. And they have also helped start other chapters in eastern Iowa. And there we experience the kingdom of heaven. But today, our gospel is all about the experiencing the kingdom of heaven that is already in you. It's already there. So let your light shine before others. Be the salt. It's there. Call upon the Lord to give you strength. Remember, St. Francis of Assisi said, I'm going to preach the gospel often, but only use words. If necessary, show it by your actions. So I was sharing with the residents at the nursing home. I said, you know, uh, what can we do? We, we don't give an offering. And I said, you can pray, can't you? That's a wonderful gift and relationship and praying for those. Especially that crabby old lady down on the 500 wing. You know who she is. Well, heaven forbid we any, any one of us become the crabby old lady or crabby old guy down on the 500 wing. What if you reached out to someone? What if you said, I really like your earrings. I tell you, this generation of wearing earrings, it's painful. It is not a piercing. It is a clip-on. And they wear those earrings to dinner. Wouldn't it be nice? I, I, I just happened to notice that Deborah, who comes, she's a member at St. Matthew. For whatever reason, she had rouge on and lipstick, and she had blue eyelash on. I said, boy, Deborah, you look fantastic. Well, thank you, Pastor. You know, it's the little things. It's not the big things. It's the little things. The kingdom of heaven is already in you. How can it be in me? What can I do? I have all these faults. Will you stop that? We all can do that game. We're all guilty. We're all sinners. But we're also saints. For we are loved. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Be the light. Be the salt. And as I was sharing, and I don't know where this was, maybe we talked about last week in the message. When you bless others, what happens in return? You're blessed back. It's a double blessing. Be double blessed people, Wayne Zion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let us share the affirmation of our, our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. You'll find this on page 217. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us continue with the prayers of the church. Called together to follow Jesus, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Call your people to seek your wisdom in difficult conversations and action. Give the church everywhere courage to repent for the ways in which we have tolerated and practiced injustice. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Inspire our wonder at creation from the light of dawn to the beauty of the dark night. Sustain the unseen depths of the ocean to the plants and animals we know well. Bring healing to the lands and communities experiencing natural disasters. Merciful God, instruct the powerful in your ways. Provide upright leadership in business and industry that workers are not oppressed throughout the world. Inspire voters and rise up politicians to heed your call for nations to practice righteousness. Merciful God, loosen the bonds of injustice in our midst. Grant peace to the endless quarrels. Put an end to hunger and break every yoke of oppression. Shelter all who flee abuse in their homes or violence in their communities. Satisfies those afflicted in any way, and Lord, we lift before you those who have asked us to include them, include them in prayer. We lift before you Dale Heron, who is recovering from surgery, from Ben Keeney, who will soon be facing surgery, and we pray that you'll bring healing so that that can take place. We pray for Joyce Boken, who continues to heal, for Judy Hoosman, who is struggling with memory, uh, no, excuse me, who just returned uh, from surgery, and doing well. We pray for Judy Skay with memory loss. We pray for Marilyn Streeper and continued healing. We pray for Teresa Inglebart for healing, for Henry and Lois Poppy to have good days, for Kalinda Stedmiller to be free from pain, for Sandy Jensen who also struggles with pain every day, and Charles Walters, George's brother. Lord, we also lift before you Ben Harms, David Frankford, Trevor Owen, and Dustin Starn who step in the way, who step in the breach, to bring peace and to bring protection around the world. Keep them protected. Merciful God, shape our congregation to be salt for the earth and give us delight in your commandments that we are generous with those in need. Make us steadfast in our trust in you, ready with tangible mercy and compassion for our neighbors. Merciful God. The cross and the resurrection bring redemption from sin and death. We praise you for all those with unshaken faith in Christ. Shine forth in their witness and our witness and keep them in our remembrance and bring us with them to the kingdom of heaven. Merciful God. 
We bring to you our needs, our hopes, O God, trusting your wisdom and your power is revealed in Jesus Christ. Pray this in your name. Amen. And as I'm praying, I also want to lift up in prayer for Janice Lasley, whose sister died yesterday. And so keep uh, Janice Lasley in your prayers as well. At this, the peace of Christ be with you always. Let us receive our noisy offering for keep wishing and offering of our gifts, talents, and treasures. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and make his face shine upon you and show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is in there. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.